Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to Cresta in the Afternoon. Marcus Peter filling in for Al Cresta on this lovely Friday afternoon. Please pray for Al as he continues to do the work of evangelization and building up the church for the salvation of souls. We're living in a troubled world. But in this week's gospel, Jesus, actually, Jesus tells us something contradictory to what we want to feel. He tells us not to let our hearts be troubled. He tells us to trust in him. For a Christian, believing in God cannot be separated from believing in the one whom he sent. We're going to be talking with Peggy Stanton about this. Peggy Stanton is no stranger to Ave Maria Radio. And if you listen to this program every week, you're going to hear her come on once a week to discuss the daily reading, the weekly readings. Peggy is the author of... From the White House to the White Cross. She's a dame of the Order of Malta. She was ABC News's first female Washington correspondent. She has since then hosted many programs on Ave Maria Radio, including the Malta Minute with the Catechism. Her first book was The Daniel Dilemma, The Moral Man in the Public Arena. She also has a new book, The Order of Malta, Minutes with the Catechism, which will be available soon. This was a real labor of love for her. This is a culmination of a lot of work she's been doing for the sake of propagating the, the wonders of the treasures in the catechism. So, uh, Peggy, it's an honor to have you on the program again. How are you doing? I am doing well, Marcus, and you noted it's a lovely day. We haven't seen that big yellow ball in the sky in Michigan <laughs> for about a week, and it's there now. You are completely right. We had this <laughs> lovely week of weather just after Easter, and then we plummeted into gray all over again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It was as if we went right back to winter. <laughs> well, it was. We, we got snow early in the mornings and some days. We got snow. I know. I know. God just wanted to remind us that uh, uh, along with uh, pleasure comes some suffering, to, <laughs> that we aren't in heaven yet. <laughs> no, no, we certainly aren't. And, you know, I, I, I enjoy fishing, and I've been waiting for the weather to get just a little warmer so I can go fishing. And every day that I seem to have time in the evening to do that, it's yeah. too cold. <laughs> Are you close enough to some place to fish? Oh, yeah, multiple places. We, we oh. live out in the Brighton area, and uh, there are plenty of places to fish. My father-in-law, uh, my father-in-law and I go all the time. Oh. So, so uh, we're, we're going to be talking about the gospel. So if you don't mind, Peggy, I'm just going to read the gospel. Please do. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. This is taken from chapter 14, verses 1 to 12. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you may also be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you knew me, if you know me, then you will also know my father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the father and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time that you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. 
the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot in there, isn't there? Oh, yeah, it's it's a packed gospel. So take us through what the Catechism tells us about this narrative, Peggy. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just going to I'll try to break it down into uh, certain sections in here and, and see what the Catechism has to say about it. Mm-hmm. For instance, when he says, um, believe in God and believe in me, mm-hmm. uh, the Catechism says, for a Christian... Believing in God cannot be separated from believing in the one he sent, his beloved Son, in whom the Father is well pleased. <laughs> God tells us to listen to him. The Lord himself said to his disciples, just what you read, Marcus, believe in God, believe also in me. Mm-hmm. We can believe in Jesus Christ because he is himself God, the Word made flesh. No one has ever seen God, the only Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has made him known. Because he has seen the Father, Jesus Christ is the only one who knows him and can reveal him. And, you know, you have to reflect on the fact that Jesus is the only religious leader in the history of the world Mm -hmm. who has claimed God as his father. Yep. That's that's actually that's absolutely true. So then we move on to where he says there are many rooms in his father's home. So left to its own natural powers, the gospels or the catechism says, humanity does not have access to the father's house, to God's life and happiness. Only Christ can open to men such access that we as members might have confidence that we too shall go where he, our head, and our source has preceded us. And St. Ambrose says, For life is to be with Christ. Where Mm -hmm. Christ is, there is life, there is the kingdom. The Catechism points out that the Father's house is our homeland, Sin exiled us from our homeland, but conversion of heart enables us to return to the Father, to right. heaven. Right. And there are numbers of paragraphs that that um, talk about the section where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, essentially, what they say is God wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Of course, that is of Jesus Christ. Christ must be proclaimed to all nations and individuals so that this revelation may reach to the ends of the earth. The word became flesh to be our model of holiness. Love one another, he said, as I have loved you. And this love uh, implies an effective offering of oneself as Jesus offered himself. That was his example for us. Mm -hmm. Um, The first and last point of reference, the catechism says, of this particular catechesis will always be Jesus Christ himself. It is by looking to him in faith that Christ's faithful can hope that he himself fulfills his promises in them and that by loving him with the same love with which he has loved them, they may perform works in keeping with their dignity. 
I think that's an interesting line there. Yep, yep. How do you interpret that particular line? They may perform works in keeping with their dignity. Well, you know, when Jesus says the words, I am the way, the truth, the life, it sounds very ominous, almost mystical. But the truth is, there's a very practical reality to this, right? That if we are Christians, we are followers of the Christ. And followers Mm -hmm. doesn't just mean we are walking behind him. We are imitating him. Mm-hmm. And that's why Paul says, imitate me in as much as I imitate Christ. So, you know, we ought to imitate him. We ought to live out and imitate his teachings. We ought to have faith in him. And that's an assent to choose to believe that he is the son of God and therefore to proclaim his lordship over our life. We ought to live out his example, not just about the care for the poor, but also the way he prayed, also the way he preached, uh, also the way in which he conducted himself, uh, and, and also the things that he exhorted us to do. But um, also his life of sacrifice, his merits, his life of sacrifice. But finally, finally, most importantly, the fact that he lived as the beloved son of the father. Our entire life as Christians are about being children of the one covenantal father. He has adopted us into his covenant family. So... Mm-hmm. And this paragraph of the Catechism tells us that when we love with the same love with which Christ has loved us, we perform these works in keeping with our dignity as sons and daughters of the Father, Mm -hmm. but as Mm -hmm. followers of Jesus Christ, as brothers of his, as imitators of him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's right. If if we really accept that uh, truth that we are sons and daughters of God, Mm There is great, great dignity yep. attached to that, and we should be performing works that that uh, equal that dignity. Amen. Yeah. Um, and the Catechism goes on to say, in Jesus Christ, the whole of God's truth has been made manifest, the truth that will make us free. To follow Jesus is to live, as you said, in the spirit of truth. When Jesus openly entrusts to his disciples the mystery of prayer to the Father, he reveals to them what their prayer and ours must be. Once he that he has returned to the Father and his glorified humanity, what is new is to ask in his name. Faith in the Son introduces the disciples into the knowledge of the Father mm-hmm. because Jesus is the way, as we've said, and the truth and the life. Faith bears fruit in love. It means keeping the word and the commandments of Jesus. It means abiding with him in the Father, who in him so loves us that he abides with us. In this new covenant, the certitude that our petitions will be heard is founded on the prayer of Jesus. Mm -hmm. How do you interpret that word when they say founded on the prayer of Jesus? Are, are you thinking of the Our Father? Well, on the one hand, we have the Our Father, but uh, on the other hand, Jesus proclaims himself to be, and the, the epistles of Paul say, we have but one mediator between God and man, and that is the God-man Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ is eternally interceding for us before right. the throne of the Father. Mm-hmm. He is ever offering the sacrifice of himself 
in heaven for the forgiveness and atonement of our sins so that we can be brought back to God. So on the one hand, as we abide in him, he, he abides with us and there's a certitude of our petitions being heard. But, and, and, but on the other hand, you take a look at the Gospels. Christ constantly prayed for us while he was on earth. The mm-hmm. prayers that he pronounced 2,000 years ago have divine merit to this very day. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the prayers that he mentioned for us then continue to intercede for us now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. When, when I look at these paragraphs, I mean, I just realize that Christ is essentially challenging us. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? I am the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking for? What do you want to learn? What do you want to find out? I am the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and what kind of life do you want to live? I am the life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so those are some of the things that come to my mind when I take a look at this gospel. Mm. I hear the music. That means <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've come to an end. We don't have. We haven't covered all the material, but that's all right. <laughs> Thank you, Peggy. Been talking to Peggy Stanton, author of From the White House to the White Cross. She's a dear friend and a regular guest and former host in Ave Maria Radio. I'm Marcus Peter filling in for Al Cresta on Cresta in the afternoon. <laughs>